0: You are listening to the Corner 3 Studio 41 Radio on 97.1 The Freak. Happy Saturday. It's hour number two of Studio 41 Radio here on 97.1. You just heard me, Bobby Corella, talking with the great Jeff Skin wade in the last couple segments on Numbers on the Board. So now it's time for a little bit of a gear change. Joining us in a little bit... Will be caught to the she's somewhere out in the great wide world we actually don't really know where she is so hopefully she's uh gonna be here soon but in the meantime i'm gonna be flying uh not solo i'll be riding shotgun uh next to isaac harris isaac did i get that uh, expression <laughs> correct
1: Oh, that's good we're, i was trying to think are we like a, a long two or like a like an elbow jump shot post I don't up really no
0: uh i think we're like a you know how you can rent those like moving vans where they just take out the back seats (laughs) to leave room for like your furniture and stuff. It feels like we're in those now. And not that I know that's not basketball related. Um, but you do call them a sprinter van and in basketball, you sprint sometimes. So I don't know. It's pretty sporty.
1: I was, uh, I was talking, you're talking about Jeff skin, Wade. I was actually talking about him uh, last night. I was uh, getting a few drinks with some friends Ooh. And uh, we were talking about breweries in Dallas. I'm like, you know where you need to go? You need to go up to Salina to Rollertown. Mm. And uh, They're all like, all right, we'll make the drive. Is it worth the drive? I was like, yes, it is. It's worth the drive. So uh, get a little Rollertown plug in here.
0: Dude, Rollertown is really good. You can find their brews at uh, other restaurants around the Metroplex if you can't make it out to Salina. I know they have it at Chili's, Pluckers, and some other places. Uh, highly recommend the Big German. And Isaac, Ooh. I think for this subtle advertising and product placement, I think we might have just been renewed for another season of Studio 41 Radio yeah! 97. So thank you very much. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, okay. So in the last uh, couple segments on the show, on numbers on the board, Skin and I talked about some of the ills that plagued the team this year and then some of the ways that Dallas can maybe improve over the summer because they got six months to figure it out. And, uh, you know, the clock is already ticking. Now, in the next segment, Isaac and potentially Katya, alongside myself, will we'll, we'll kind of dig back into that and give our own perspective on what's to come this summer. Key dates, timelines, all the information that you need to know, because this is, sadly, our last Studio 41 radio of the season. <gasps> Speaking of Katya, Oh is joining now. Katia, Let's go. Be very careful. You are on live radio right
1: now katya right
0: now live on the radio it's like we got a caller we got (laughs) katya what's up katya
2: hi how's it going
0: fantastic (laughs) we were worried about you but we've we've been rolling anyway we've been broadcasting right through it so don't don't you worry about a thing we're we're three minutes into the show so you didn't miss too much yet i was just setting i was setting the table and you joined right in time
1: oh what kind of shirt do you have on
2: it's a sublime with rome
1: okay very nice it's a cool shirt
2: in the concert yeah
1: that's good very nice
2: concert tea
0: nice what are we talking uh, about well (laughs) i was just talking about what we were about to talk about (laughs) and here we are (laughs) So, uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk about, you know, summer timeline, key dates, and all that stuff. But in this segment, we wanted to talk about, kind of round out our awards season discussion from last episode. We want to talk about our all-NBA teams. Okay. So... I don't know, Isaac, how you want to do this. Do you just want to run down? Do you want to like go first team each and then second team each and then third team each? Or do you want to like just you give the floor? Do you want to like set the table here? How how do you want this to go?
1: Uh, Let me ask this question to you guys first, because I think this is one of the bigger questions, especially after all the CBA changes, rules, all that stuff came out to uh, yeah, the new deal. Alleged. Alleged. uh, alleged that yes Mm. all of those yes alleged rumors (laughs) um does how much does games played matter to you guys when it comes to this because one of the alleged rumored changes is the impact of you know games played on awards season awards all nba stuff of putting a marker out there of like you have to hit a certain amount of games played before you can be eligible for the awards how much does games play play into that for you guys?
2: a lot actually for me yeah yeah like you can't you can't miss like 30 games and then still expect to be you know part of one of these teams. I think it should go to what like what would be a good threshold of like how much you play I think yeah, like, see, that, 80- that's
0: the thing. Because like you just said, like you can't miss thirty games, but then what is the acceptable number of games? Yeah. Because you know I mean?
2: mean, we live in the world now where like people are gonna rest, people aren't gonna play. So like yeah. I would say like eighty-five percent of the games.
1: Cause people have that you know, people do the argument of like, oh well, would you rather have this? I mean, you'd rather take this star player over that player any day of the week. It's like you know, even if the star player played forty games compared to the maybe the, a notch down level player that played, you know, 75 games. And it's like, okay, well, I kind of get your point, you know, but Mm -hmm. you also can't take it away from a guy who played 75 games this season. Like that's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And one thing I could say is like, whenever I was kind of choosing my teams, if a guy played like 55 games versus a guy that played 65 games, didn't really make much of a difference. But it did make a lot of a difference whenever a guy played 65 versus like 75. If mm-hmm. you play like almost every single game, I'm I'm like really impressed just at the fact that you played 70, 75, 80 games, and then if your numbers are really, really good on top of that, that shows like consistent, reliable, steady production. You know, we're from the school of watching Michael Finley play 82 games in a year. Where we watched Dirk play
2: 83. (laughs) Yeah. He played 83
0: one season. We We talked to him about that. Yeah. We saw Dirk play like 75, 77, 80 games, uh, you know, at a, at a really, really high level. And that degree of like consistent, reliable productivity does add a little bit extra in my book, but the difference between 65 and 55, despite it being 10 games, doesn't make as big of a difference to me for some reason.
1: It's also fascinating to me too, with this alleged rumor change is the impact on contracts is you know a lot of you know contracts out there and extension numbers are tied to like you know if you make all nba or not and now there's going to be a games played mark that you you know potentially might have to hit for you to be eligible for an all nba for then for you to be eligible for more money and just the ripple effect of that is pretty fascinating to me anyway i do want to
2: say i think mikhail bridges played 83 games this year
1: he did
0: he did he's still not missed a game in his nba career and he even played one extra i think
1: 300 and something games or something
0: uh yeah because this was his fifth year so he might even be yeah he's right around 400 games in a row that's wild yeah yeah and mikhail
2: veggies can do it and he's dropping 40 in brooklyn like we can do it guys
0: i haven't missed a mavs game you know i've watched (laughs) every game at least Sometimes I've even gone to some games, you know, so no excuses, fellas. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I've never been a big fan of contracts being tied to All-NBA or to individual awards because it's just media that votes on them. Yeah. And like all of the, not all of them, but many players are convinced that media people like don't know what they're talking about. So like, <laughs> why would they agree to that? I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense to me, but here we are.
2: It does add incentive though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean. let, let so so let's talk about Luca's chance at All NBA. He he already has you know a handful of these first team All NBA, which is just insane that he's this young. He's been first team All NBA four times, three times, about to be for no. um, three times, um, and now he's still like in the I would say in the running in the debate for getting you know his his fourth first team All NBA. What do you guys think the chances are that he can make first-team All-NBA and who's his biggest competition?
0: I think he's got pretty good chances. I think he's got really good chances. I mean, he played a lot of games. I mean, he did miss some, obviously. I mean, who doesn't? But he played, what, 60-something games? 66 games this year, pretty good amount. 32.4 points per game, second-most points in the league. Eight and a half boards, eight assists. I mean, the numbers are there. The production is there. The star power is there. I think he led the league in 40-point games. uh, Also had a 60-point game. A couple more 50-point games, too. I mean, the dude was just unbelievable. I think the one mark against him is team performance, team record. Um, But the only players that could really threaten knocking him off that are on a good team is Donovan Mitchell. The only two players that could threaten to knock him off uh, are on similar teams uh, by record. Damian Lillard, whose team is even worse in the Blazers, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, whose numbers are almost as good, not quite as good, but whose team OKC only won two more games. So I I don't know if you could talk me into two of those guys being better than Luka or more deserving than Luka, but you could definitely talk me into Donovan. Earning a spot on that team simply by virtue of his rec- his team's record being so good.
2: Okay, I should have gone first because my answer is the exact same as Bobby's. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and no, it's okay. Now it just sounds like I'm completely unoriginal. The only other name I will add, just because uh, I know Isaac is going to get a kick out of this one, is uh, De'Aaron Fox.
0: Whoa! <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like that. I a mean,
2: lot. three seed, him and DeMontis, I mean, I feel like they're pretty deserving if not you know definitely second team nods in my book
1: i think my theory is the king's got to cat i think somehow they they contacted her they they sent this... me
2: they sent me a pr box
1: you yeah. <laughs> got all yeah. this i have a little
2: beam at home now <laughs> <laughs> they sent cat a pet
1: fox. yeah He's if, got like a baby fox if you're yeah, just listening to this in your car, and you're not watching. Well, I guess there's no video this week, Cat. I, I hope you're weird. not watching this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope so
2: too.
1: Um, and Kat has all Kings gear on. Her walls <laughs> are painted purple, and uh, she's all in on light in the beam. Well, Cat, let me ask you this:
0: Now that uh-huh. we're we the playoffs are here, is there any team in the West you're rooting for more than the Kings? I get if the Thunder end up winning their playing game, I'm pulling for OKC oh. the rest of the way but if they don't are is the, are you pulling for any team more than you would be for Sacramento
2: I think I think I'm I'm pulling for the Kings for sure if the Thunder make it in I'm pulling for the Thunder um it was so it was so interesting to watch actually the um the Thunder Pelicans game because those two teams kind of have like a soft spot in my heart cuz when I worked for Southwest um we covered those teams so I did a lot of like pregame post games covered the thunder for two years so like it's really cool to see these teams that you know were counted out for so long kind of make it in and
1: there's there's a potential Sorry, Mavs. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm all I mean yeah I was joking the other night I'm like I, I might buy me like a thunder shirt or something like I there's... saw your
2: tweet you're like where do I get thunder gear <laughs> there's so
1: there's so much fun to watch but Uh, and like
2: two of the guys out there like running the floor like near the end of the game are like rookies yeah uh giddy second year player you know
1: it's gonna be scary though moving forward
2: 13 first round first round picks in the next five years i mean
1: well there's a path for the kings to like beat the warriors beat the lakers and beat the suns that I might just get a tattoo of them if, <laughs> if they pull off that. Just a big <laughs> yeah. purple line all the way down yeah. your arm.
2: The beam. A, yeah, Everybody asks beam.
1: me, "Hey, what's what's up with the purple lines?" <sighs> no, that's a beam. I'll yeah. tell you about that. <laughs> yeah. um, Go Kings. Okay, so uh, I'm with you. I think the biggest competition to Luca for first team All NBA is SGA and Donovan Mitchell, and but it's so close to where I'm not going to be the mad person online if Luca doesn't. Make first team, because I I get it. Like the SGA, him versus SGA. Like okay, cool. I'm not fully here for the hey because SGA finished tenth, you know by, uh, you know a hair of a margin, uh, and you know Luca didn't. That that's the tiebreaker. I mean maybe I guess, but then the Mitchell thing. It's like I personally would probably have SGA and Luca. The Mitchell thing is, you know, he has another 20-point-per-game score on his team, Darius Garland. He has Evan Mobley, who's going to finish probably top three in Defensive Player of the Year voting. Just a much better supporting cast than both of these guys. And it – not – I mean, I guess you are kind of holding it against him, am, But it's like he's had an incredible year, and you are splitting hairs whenever you have to pick one of these guys to be second team. Uh, Just kind of like, you know, Jokic is probably going to be second team on this. So, anyway – I would put personally put Luca and SGA as my guards on the first team.
0: I'll go Luka and Donovan Mitchell just to be a contrarian, but I would have no problem with Shea making it. And like you, also, I would understand if voters put Shea and uh, Donovan over Luca. But I feel like if you if you if you, if you prefer Shea to Luca, it's just kind of like what what's your like point? What, like all of Luca's numbers are better except for free throw percentage.
1: The play in.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. So, like, come on. Uh, so, well, it's I think not it's,
2: get Bobby started.
0: Yeah. So, I, I think I think it would be weird if Shea made it and Luca didn't. Uh, but I think it might end up being Luca and Shea, but I'd vote for Luca and Donovan. I'm
2: going to um, go Luca and Shea as my guards on my first
1: team. Yeah. All right. What about y'all's Fords on your first team? Any debate? This one should be pretty easy, right? Yeah. Just Tatum and Giannis.
2: Yeah, that's who I have.
1: And the center spot goes to.
2: I'm petty. I'm giving it to to Jokic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were going to say Sabonis. I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) That would be sweet. Uh, I'll go,
0: uh, I'll I'll go Embiid. I mean, I don't know. I don't care, uh, but whoever's going to win MVP will get it. And I think Embiid is going to win MVP. So I'll go MVP. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think, yeah. um, I think Embiid wins MVP and I think he gets that. All right. So second team Jokic, second team center. Who's the second team forwards for you guys?
2: Um, this one's a little
1: harder for me. This
2: one's, this one's a little tough for me, um, but I have to say like Laurie definitely makes a case to make it on there. And uh, Julius Randall for me.
0: I'm with you on Julius. I think he had an unbelievable year. Um, my other vote would go for Jalen Brown.
2: I was between Jalen Brown and Laurie, but I was like, yeah. Laurie kind of like the underdog in this.
0: We're yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, but Jalen, dude, just playing at such a high level on a second best team in the league, you know, from mm. many, from much of the season, the best team in the league averaged 26 and a half a game. Like, dude, he was, he was great and plays great defense too. So I, I would go for Jalen Brown.
1: Yeah. I went with uh, Jalen and, and Julius Randall on this too. Randall just, you that next team's just so weird and it's, it's a bummer. Cause I, you know, Brunson's had such a, JB's had such a, a good season, but it's going to be so hard for him to crack the guards on these all NBA teams. And I think it'll probably be a little easier for Randall to get that. And I mean, he's averaging 25 and 10 on, you know, a playoff, a top six team in the East. And so, yeah. And then, yeah. Jalen Brown, for a lot of the same reasons as, as Bobby, I originally had marketing in this spot and, just that i kept on looking at it and it's kind of a bummer too because it will be held against marketing utah's record but it's pretty clear you know the direction they wanted to go as a team um you know in you, if you factor in the first you know portion of the season whenever they were playing really good basketball and i mean i say portion I don't know. it, it could have been like half the season before they really went to the bottom but anyway yeah no investigation for
0: that one isaac
1: no, 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 because only one team, you know, invented that. Yeah. So guards. You just
2: don't talk about it. Just don't. Yeah, talk
1: that's about it. true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guards for your second team. Who you got? Um. Uh,
2: uh, go ahead, Bobby.
0: Uh, whichever doesn't make it between Donovan and Shay. So in in my world, it's Shay and Dame.
2: Okay. Okay. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go Donovan and uh De'Aaron.
1: Yes! Yes! She did it.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, so question for you is there a chance Steph can get in over Dame in this spot? So so Dame had 58 games, Steph's at 56. Uh Steph's at 29 points per game. Uh Damon Lillard at 32. Warriors obviously finished top six, or six seed uh in the West. You can look at some field goal percentage. Steph is better. Um, obviously, better three point percentage in this. Is like, what's the biggest selling point for Dame over Steph? Better numbers. Okay.
2: Worst team, though.
0: Yeah, worst team. But I mean, uh, the Blazers chose to evaluate their roster like with 15 games left in the year.
2: Yeah. Whereas the Warriors,
0: I mean, like, not to detract from Steph, who I think is amazing, but like the Warriors won a lot of games whenever he got hurt. Like, yeah, after, I thought you were gonna after say the Warriors
2: won best. a lot of games at home.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, no, but like Steph went down and then the Warriors won a lot of games without him. Like I thought their season was over. Um, but they just they they won a lot of games without him. So I, I don't know. I I think uh Steph is great, but he's on my third team.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that detracts from it too, because like last year, remember when like uh, John Morant missed some time and the Grizzlies still won, like thirteen out of fifteen without him.
1: Yeah, That's true. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, I had Mitchell, I had Mitchell and Steph on mine. Um, all right, so third team, let's just go ahead and do guards. I had Damian Lillard and De'Aaron Fox That's my third team guards.
0: Steph and Fox. I'll
2: go Steph and Lillard.
1: Okay. What about Fords?
0: <laughs> Man,
1: I don't um, know. Hey, Cat, yeah. has J- Cat has Jalen Brown.
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. Jalen Brown. And I think my other one, sorry, LeBron, I'm gonna go just KD just for funsies. Okay. Well,
1: yeah, the KD LeBron thing goes into that's why you asked the question of, Hey, does games played matter? Because that you're getting into the 50s and 40s, you know, games, KD's at 47 games played and LeBron's at 55. Probably.
2: That's just me being petty again. Be petty. Yeah, I mean,
1: fun. both of those guys had
0: better seasons than Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler played a lot of games, so I kind of want to go with Jimmy and Lowry. Yeah, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be bothered if Lebron or KD or Anthony Davis made it.
2: I was going to say AD is another one that could be in there. Yeah, yeah, and then Kawhi. my big, I'm
0: going, I'm going with Sabonis. Light the beam, light the beam at center.
1: Light oh yeah, the Sabonis
2: beam. is mine too.
1: I think these are locks. I think those centers like spots, Joel and Bead. You know Jokic and Sabonis. I think those three are the locks. I'm scared the AD will get a few, a few you know stuff away from Sabonis. But guys, thanks for listening to uh, the third quarter. Yeah, don't oh, sign shit. off the show yet, Isaac. Early? No, not no. Really the, I was gonna say the third quarter because we're gonna come back and talk about uh, this Mavs offseason and all that. Thanks for listening to the
0: show. We'll see you in eight minutes. <laughs> eight, eight minutes. It's
2: not, No, eight minutes.
0: It, yeah, it's an eight-minute commercial break. Don't go anywhere <laughs> on uh, Studio 41 Radio on the Corner 3, <laughs> despite what Isaac says. We'll see you soon. <laughs> it's the fourth quarter on the Corner 3. Thanks for not going anywhere. I know Isaac gave you a scare at the end of the last segment <laughs> saying the show's over, but no, we're back. But here's the sad truth. This is our last show of the season, guys. I hate to break it news to you this way. Yeah, I hate to break it to you. We were only told to go as far as the maps did. We ended up going one week longer than, uh, than the maps. Many of the maps are probably already in Cancun or in other beaches around the world. Kirk, Croatia, or whatever it's called. But uh, we're still here.
2: It depends. Raymond. Some people start their calendars on Sunday. So if it was Sunday, we're still in the
0: week. That's true. Okay. So it's it's the same week. It's the yeah. same week. But uh, I, I do start my week on Sunday. So you know what? We are in the same week. There you go. I'm, I'm, one of, I'm one of those people. That's um, a little weird. Why is that weird?
2: Calendar should start on Monday, fool. That's the. Man, that's...
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that. Uh, Isaac's
2: with me because he just. I know you can't see this, but he just like. <laughs>
0: I, I, maybe this isn't the right platform for this conversation, but, like, yeah. do, do weeks start on Sundays because of religion?
2: That was the last day, technically, I think. Sunday? <laughs> I don't know, Isaac, pack me up, yeah.
0: Isn't Sunday, like, you, like, start your week by, you know?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people view it that way. I don't, but... uh I think, weeks oh, start okay. on, I think i think weeks start on monday <laughs> i think the week should start
0: on thursday i don't know what do y'all think uh let's go yeah. to the phones
1: that would be weird
0: yeah just Here, call let me hang up
2: and i'll call back in it's yeah, monday cool. call, the,
0: call the station number i don't know what the number is and i also don't know who the board op is but just call them and uh and give them your take and and we'll uh we'll we'll hear back from them with your responses next uh, season. yeah yeah <laughs> we'll get back to you in six months on that we'll we'll reevaluate
2: for today um, we'll let you have it so yeah it, it was Sunday this is our last week here yeah, we go today today
0: is Saturday <laughs> the third day of the week we're halfway through until Wednesday and then we, we get to start fresh okay oh my gosh uh it's been a while since the Mavs have had a normal offseason um and I don't even mean a an off season in which they haven't made the playoffs or anything. I mean, you go back to like uh the 2021 season, whenever they lost to the Clippers in seven games. So remember that season didn't start until basically Christmas. The playoffs were in June. The Mavs were playing first round basketball in June and had to start the following season in October. Um you go back to uh well the last season they played until Memorial Day. So it was another short off season. You go to the year before that, 2019 20, that was the year where the bubble happened So you had a couple months off and then you played basketball until like late August, early September. And the season started again, like around Christmas time. So another short off season, this is a six month off season. So if you're one of those people, that's like, man, Luca looks exhausted. He needs time off. Well, boom, here you go. If you're one of those people that's like, man, the Mavs really need to make major changes. They need to figure this stuff out. Well, boom, there you go. They got a lot of time to figure it out, but I want uh, I, I, I want y'all to kind of lay out the summer timeline for me. What are big events we're looking for, uh, especially with those that are connected to the Mavs and also uh, kind of as a tentacle relating to that skin. And I talked about it on numbers on the boards, but what areas of improvement do y'all think the Mavs should focus on? How are they going to get better? Can they get better? What are their means to get better? And, and what should fans hope for and expect for uh, to see from the team this summer? I know that's a very a lot so many of questions, questions that was in like there. a four-part question. Sorry. I just started I'll, cooking, and I couldn't stop. I don't know.
2: I'll just start with the, the main dates I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to. Um, okay. So, the lottery, obviously, May 16th, first time in how long, Bobby, that the Mavs have been?
0: Since 2019, whenever okay, the Grizzlies and the Pelicans got very lucky and the Mavs didn't, despite there all being go. tied.
2: Yeah, And something I'm just like, fingers crossed, like, all the good juju, like, let's go. The Mavs have never moved up in the lottery. So could this year be the year?
0: We I'm barely ever even stayed the same. Usually we just fall.
2: <laughs> I know. Usually, like, you fall one or more, you know. So I'm manifesting the Mavs moving up. <laughs> let's go. The odds like are in that. our favor. So then... With my manifestation powers, the draft will be the next thing that I'm looking forward to, June 22nd, followed by free agency, which begins July 1st.
0: Okay, and the draft being on June 22nd, um, if the Mavs have a pick, (laughs) there's a 20% chance that they won't, but if the Mavs do have a pick, we are very likely going to do a big jumbo broadcast like we have in years past. That would be on the Mavs YouTube channel and the Mavs Twitch channel. Uh, or elsewhere on the internet. So just stay Isaac tuned to the map Socials. I will be there because
2: I'll rope him into
0: it. <laughs> yeah, Isaac, we'll peer pressure you into joining us. So, yeah. Uh, oh, that'll happen in late June. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We,
1: we've we've done the draft together the past what two years, right? Uh, I believe so. Maybe even yeah.
0: longer than that. I don't remember.
1: And we didn't even have anything to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. know, like a draft pick or anything like. Well, yeah, yeah, we <laughs> But yeah, we got
0: the we got the Jaden Hardy and the Christian Wood trade.
1: Yeah, it's true. it's true. That was the night that I stayed there until two AM and Nico walked around with chocolate covered strawberries, handing them out to everybody on a ladder. <laughs> it was awesome. No, the the you know, the draft lottery is a huge huge night. I mean, for Mavs fans, we're all looking forward to that night. Um, we'll see if, you know, they have an eighty percent chance of keeping, you know, the tenth overall pick. They have a chance to move up in the top four, top one, all of that. Just a, a big night for the Mavs, you know, if they get to keep the pick. Just for an asset alone, you know whether it's a player or not, like that's a that's a huge deal. Let me ask you guys. I I want to I want to
0: ask you all a question. Fans are already starting to make their to draw the lines of battle here. If the Mavs have the tenth pick, not if they move up, not if they move down, if they stay right where they are at ten. What do you think they'll do, and what do you want them to do? Do you think they'll stay and pick it? Do you think they'll trade it? Do you want them to stay at 10 and pick, or do you want them to trade it? It's a two-part question. What do you, what do you think is going to happen?
2: Uh, if, if they stay at 10 do not move up or obviously down, because then they don't have it, um, I'm going to say that they're going to do whatever they think is best. And what I want them to do is what they want to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, that is a spoke that is a true politician's answer,
1: Katya. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go trade and trade. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just that, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Listen, yeah. I know where my Patriot comes from. So, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I, I yes. just want them to make the right decision. How about that? I just want them yeah. to do
2: whatever makes their heart feel content. Yeah, no.
0: I, I think they're going to trade <laughs> the pick if they, if now, yeah. if the more interesting conversation is if they move up, but the, but if they don't get number one, if they get number one, obviously we know what they're going to do, but if you get like three or four. I think if you get two, you
1: know what you do too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But if you get three or four, it's really interesting to me.
1: We're going to see if they get three or four, we're going to see a civil war between Mavs fans. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen for a while of the trade versus take, you know, take a guy. And that's just going to be unbelievable for the fan base. And so, yeah, for these dates, you know, the draft lottery, like, you know, Kat said, draft coming up. I mean, for content alone, I'm super excited because, you know, when, when you have a generational star like Luka Doncic, you don't, you know, once you get past, once you get into that, like, realm of, hey, we're going to compete every year, once you hit a conference finals, all of that, you feel like there's kind of like a floor that you'll never go beneath. And it's like, you know, on one side of me, I'm super excited about, like, always being a winning team, playoffs, all that stuff. But another side of me, I was like, well, I guess... We never really get to look at the draft anymore. Because Well, Isaac,
2: guess what? We're hanging and out of the basement. Here we are. Right I'm now. trying to
1: I'm trying to find a silver lining of the season, you know? <laughs> um, but no, it's just being able to look in, you know, the combines right after the draft lottery. So there's always fun stuff that comes out of that. And you know obviously yeah the draft and there's so much stuff that can happen around the draft not just taking a player or trading a pick but like a lot of times players that are already on rosters get moved you know on draft night and all that stuff so that's a that's a, a fun fun time yeah,
0: it's really felt like the last few years you know going back starting with like russ whenever he got traded um to the lakers or uh last year I think Gobert that trade happened right around the time of the draft like it feels like a lot of these like big jumbo contracts these big superstar players get moved around the draft either right before the day of and a, a couple days after because it's before the start of the next league year so you're able to to move around some picks and some money and contracts in ways that you wouldn't be able to if you waited until July 1st and so you know I I don't know if that's going to happen this year but based on the way that like some of these teams, including the Mavs, failed. You know, and, and I now we don't know what happened with Miami and Chicago, but one of those teams is going to fail. And one, mm-hmm. if both of them have jumbo contracts and potentially players that they might want to move, like the Pelicans, same thing. What's going to happen with Zion? Like, what you know, there's a lot of stuff that could happen in the week before free agency that's even juicier than what happens on July 1st for sure. Yeah,
2: Going back to the lottery odds, uh, Bobby, our resident numbers guy, do you have calculator. the, yeah, calculator, do you have the odds for like to stay at 10, to yeah, 10? Yeah, yeah.
0: So in basically two out of three uh, scenarios, the maps will stay at 10. They have about a 65, 66% chance to mm-hmm. finish with the 10th pick. Okay. They have a, f- a 14% chance to move up into the top four. If if we're being precise here, it's like 13.9%. I think okay. to move up somewhere in the top four, that's one, two, three, or four, including a, an exactly 3% chance to move up all the way to number one. So in one out of every, what is that? One out of every 33, one out of every 34 uh, scenarios, the Mavs will end up with the number one pick. And then they have, a 20 ish percent chance. So about a one in five chance of giving the pick to the Knicks, which would be a pretty big bummer, not only because you don't get the pick, but also because you'd give it to the Knicks and uh, we've given the Knicks enough picks and enough (laughs) talented players over the years, in my opinion, no more, no more.
2: And then just a, sorry, a super quick rundown of how, lottery works is just for people who like i just learned this was basically um all the teams get assigned like four number combinations they put the numbers in the hopper and then they pull out four numbers and then if you own that combination then you get that pick um and then obviously the people that have you know the chances for the one pick have more combinations than the people that have the chances for the 10 pick so yep. I felt yep. very, very smart just learning how that actually works because I had yeah, never. It's,
0: it's not actually like uh, the machine spits out the Mavs logo. No, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's 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 like it's an actual numbers.
2: lottery. Yeah, usually. there's
0: 1,000 possible combinations. Every ball is like from one to nine. Um, and, you know, if it spits out your number, you get really lucky. The only picks that the Mavs could get are one, two, three, four, or ten. Anything below ten, they give up and they, you can't move up from, like, 10 to 7. The only uh, the only picks that are at stake, the only picks that get decided on lottery night are picks 1, 2, 3, and 4, and then everybody falls into place after that based on your positioning going into the lottery. So the Mavs pick ends up outside of the top 10, meaning if one of the teams from 11 to 14 move up, again, there's only, like, a 20% chance of that happening, then the Mavs give that pick to the Knicks, which would, again, be uh, pretty lame. In my opinion at this <laughs> juncture. If Not
2: right.
1: Yeah. In
2: and, my personal and, opinion.
1: You know, this night is is so important because of the sweeping changes that could happen this offseason. That you know, Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd, you know, Jason Kidd, one of his last press conferences talking about, hey, a lot, I mean, just saying it like. A lot of these guys won't be back next year, you know. And Nico Harrison talking about the things that you know they need to improve on and just calling it a disappointment, calling the season what it is. Like they want to make some big changes this offseason. And it starts with lottery night. And you need as much ammo as you possibly can to make big changes and to have the 10th pick or a top four, you know, pick. It just gives you more flexibility of what you can do. Now, the whole offseason at the beginning, like, I mean, it was a big topic. Naturally, it was going to be with with Nico and his exit interview was, you know, Kyrie Irving, what his future is this summer. You trade for a guy like that. He said, hey, we make a trade for Kyrie Irving. That was a long-term move uh, with that. So, you know, that seems like a priority for the front office and, and all of that. But to have the, you know, 10th pick or top four pick, then you go into the draft with all the trade possibilities. Then you go into free agency figuring out all of that they gotta they gotta have as much flexibility as possible and that's why the, the lottery night is is huge for them
0: yeah and it's only a long-term addition uh for Kyrie if you're able to keep him here for the long term he's yeah. a free agent this summer or he can become one uh, I mean he will become one but he is an unrestricted free agent so he could negotiate with any team he wants mm-hmm. um
2: there's a there... long list of free agents on yeah that were yeah, on the Mavs mean... roster.
0: Yeah, and then there there are a couple more guys that have like expiring contracts, the potential to become expiring contracts this year too. So, Isaac, you're talking about flexibility. It's not a very high likelihood that the Mavs will have any cap room. The only way they could have cap space this summer is if Kyrie leaves and they renounce rights to a bunch of other guys, um, yeah. which is not super ideal. So, in an ideal world, the Mavs won't have any cap room. Now, it's possible that they could retain Kyrie – and get beneath the luxury tax threshold, which would open up the full mid-level exception, which is about $12 million, that even though you're over the cap, you can still give to a free agent. Uh, so it's like basically a free slot uh, to, to give someone a lot of money. But it's unlikely that if they keep Kyrie, they'll be able to get beneath that threshold. So more than likely, they're going to have the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is only like seven, $8 million, which you can still use on a pretty good player but it's not as much money as you would have uh, if, if you're under the tax. And so the Mavs could, they could move a few pieces around and get below that number, but it's going to be tough for them to do this summer. So they have to try and be as flexible as possible, but they don't necessarily have the means to be as flexible as maybe you might want them to. Yeah.
1: When it comes to Nico saying, you know, as far as the areas for improvement uh, this coming summer, he mentioned defense period. Yeah, <laughs> so that's yeah. how he said it. Um, you know, even Jason Kidd talking about how this roster, I mean, he was very open about it. This roster just wasn't made up to be a good defensive team. Um, and then Nico also mentioned rebounding. What do you think is the top priority for Dallas this, this offseason, roster-wise? You can't say Kyrie the, either.
0: I mean, I, I think they, they need to have more wings. Got to have more wings that can defend. Their, their perimeter defense was just porous, and and you cannot, you can't give up as middle as much dribble penetration as they did. Even if you have an elite rim protector back there, one guy cannot stop and solve as many of the problems as the perimeter defense was creating for them this year. So I think they need to add one, two, three, maybe even four wings. I'm talking guys that are six, seven, six, eight, six, nine wingspan for days. They've got to add more versatility on the perimeter on defense. Otherwise, really nothing else is going to matter. I mean, ideally, those guys can also score or shoot or do something on offense. But I need uh, at least two defensive-minded wings to add to this thing for next year.
2: Yeah, last, last last season. Last week, we talked about what would you prefer, the wing protectors or the rim protector. I said the rim protector, but the more I think about it, I'm with Bobby on this one. You need that perimeter protection. I think that if you if you can stop teams from scoring there, then you can focus on you know you have like that one guy that could like possibly stop them at the rim. But I'd rather I'd rather contain the opponent three mm-hmm. rather yeah. than. Well,
0: and the thing is too, like even if you have a really good rim protector, if you got bad defense on the perimeter and guys are just getting blown by that guy can't really protect the rim. Like he's going to try and stop the guy that's dribbling right at the basket. And then his man is just going to get put back dunks. Like you have to have, I mean, I, in an ideal world, you upgrade on the perimeter and on the interior, but if we can only upgrade to one, then I I would say the wing.
2: Well, can we just do one perimeter and one rim protector then?
1: That would be cool. (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: I think there's a potential for I mean he mentioned last year coming out of the Warriors series they talked about the you know the need to um add a, you know another big man to get better down low and they obviously attempted to do that last offseason didn't fully work out and now I think there's a chance for like a complete kind of reset at the big man spot for Dallas as you know Dwight Powell's a free agent Christian Woods a free agent um JaVale McGee spent most of the season in DMPCD. You know, Maxi is under contract, but there's just a chance now that we could see some new faces down low for Dallas next year.
0: The one thing I'll say about JaVale is down the stretch of the year, he did play better, which gives me at least a little bit of hope that next year, maybe he's not a, just a constant DNPCD. You know, maybe he finally figured out the system. Maybe something changed once they got Kyrie, like he he just blended. It looked like he blended in a little better. And so hopefully next year, at least he'll be able to give them some rotation minutes, but we'll see.
2: We'll uh, see what happens.
0: We will see what happens. Now, when will we be back? I don't know. That's a really good question. I guess it depends on ninety-seven, <laughs> on 97. one's plans. But uh, I, I do want to take this time in the last couple minutes here to just thank uh, the good folks, the fine folks, the benevolent folks, as I described them last week at ninety-seven one, the freak, for giving us a couple hours of of, of airwaves on the weekend here. Um, great opportunity for us to talk Mavs great opportunity for us to spread the good word of Luca and Kyrie and everything going on um, at American Airlines Center obviously not a very good season on the court I think that goes without saying so not the most uh, auspicious debut for, uh, for for Studio 41 radio but it was a lot of fun nonetheless so thank you to Skin um, and and the, the great people at the station for giving us the opportunity to, uh, to, to hang out with you all on the weekend
1: Hey, getting to hang out with you guys every weekend has been a blast. Uh, special thanks to Skin. Uh, anytime we can talk mass. And thanks for everybody who's uh, listened to, in, you know, in their cars. That's made, you know, Saturday 12 to 2, the corner three part of your uh, Saturday routine, whether it's at work or in the car with your fam or watching on YouTube and all that. Thanks for all the feedback to the tweets and DMs and the comments on YouTube and stuff. Really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, what they said. I'm just super, super excited to be here. Uh, Bobby, I know that you want to talk a little bit about a couple things that we have going on, so I will not take an. Yeah, time. yeah, for sure. So we had, uh,
0: we had kind of teased the draft show. So again, if we get the pick, you got to stay tuned. You got to follow Math Studio 41 on Twitter. Uh, follow Isaac on Twitter. Uh, Follow the Mavs on Twitter, the the big account. We're going to be tweeting out any big events that we have going on this summer as far as draft coverage, lottery coverage, and the like. We might do summer league games again. uh, Stream those on our website or on Twitch. Who knows about preseason and who knows about beyond? Who knows what's going to happen? We don't know. There's only one way to find out, though, and that's to follow us everywhere. Literally everywhere. Create accounts all over the internet and just follow us. Um, Until then, though, hey, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your summer And we will see y'all in one way or another over the summer and next fall for more Mavs basketball. For Isaac, for Katya, I'm Bobby. This is Studio 41 Radio, and we'll see you later.